Hey everyone, it's been a 007 back for another 10 minute movie review, which I realised are never 10 minutes long. They're either too short or too long. And someone else also asked me what the annoying intro and outro sound effect is. And it's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy sound effect from Marvin the Paranoid Android. So for all you sci-fi nerds out there, I hope that gives you a little kick. Um, And sci-fi is the topic of the day because we are talking about the new film, The Creator, which is a dystopian near future sci-fi adventure film from the director Gareth Edwards, who brought us Rogue One, which controversially I think is maybe the second best Star Wars film, if not the third best Star Wars film ever made. So when I see Gareth Edwards helming a film, I get excited. I also really love films about AI, not just because of ChatGPT. One of my favourite all-time TV shows was the remake of Battlestar Galactica, which was such an intelligent and nuanced look at what it would mean if humans ever created artificial intelligence that was A, more intelligent than us, B, looked like us, what questions of our humanity would it raise? These Cylons that felt human, who wanted to procreate and have children but could not, and hankered after a god or an afterlife but were shut out of that? How would it feel for humans to treat things that looked and acted human as if they were second-class citizens and mere robots that could be used and destroyed? Such a phenomenal series, at least for the first two to three seasons of its running time. So I was really looking forward to the creator. And I was also looking forward to it because the visual styling of it from the trailer felt like it was very Star Wars in the best sense of that word. In other words, a really lived in, used science fiction world where things look battered and beaten up. So more original Millennium Falcon than prequel series. I'm so sorry, therefore, to tell you that I was really disappointed in this film, but not in the way it looks. It looks phenomenal. There are so many beautiful landscapes and action sequences and silhouettes and everything we come to expect from a Gareth Edwards film. The world is believable. It's visceral. It feels lived in. Um, It was kind of fun just to derp around and just feel what it was to be in this world. The music by Hans Zimmer, I think, is really great as well. Um, I love the costuming. The sound design is really good. So everything about it looks good, but I was reminded of two things, really. Neither of them good. The first of them, the Elvis Costello song, All This Useless Beauty, because it did feel like this beauty, this beautiful visual styling was not being put in service of a good enough story. And the other thing I was reminded of, as well as Battlestar Galactica, whose ideas this clearly rips off, is the Eddie Murphy kind of action comedy flop at the box office, The Golden Child, where Eddie Murphy takes this very cute little Asian baby who's kind of like a future Dalai Lama on the lamb and they're being chased by this evil baddie played by Charles Dance and they're the trousers called Sada Numse. Very scary. Um, Not really. That's why that's the running joke. Eddie Murphy doesn't find him scary. And it's not a good sign of a film when all the time I'm thinking of Sada Numse and Eddie Murphy and the Golden Child because the plot's the same. John David Washington, who's always great, plays this US soldier 
who is tasked with taking this little baby Cylon, who is apparently very, very powerful and can bring about world peace. Cheers to that Groundhog Day style. Um, <laughs> he's got to take him back to, I guess, the spiritual research complex home of the AI in Asia and to find Namrata, the mysterious scientist who has created all this AI. And John David Washington's character also has a side plot, which is that he wants to find his wife, who for years he feared had died, but is apparently still alive. The wife is played by Gemma Chan. She is a great actress. This is a very underwritten part. I don't know why she took it. And actually, this film does not serve its female characters well, because we also have Alison Janney playing a U.S. Army general. And it's such a kind of cigar-chompingly absurd, over-the-top portrait of evil, bad soldiers. And what is she doing in this film? She is playing the Sada Numse role. That's what she's doing. Well, so the plot of this film intellectually is that the US Army are clearly the bad guys. They want, or the West wants a world in which AI is completely eliminated because AI apparently nuked LA, uh, which would seem to be sufficient motive, very Battlestar Galactica. They are trying to hunt down all the AI in the world, which now exists all in this new political entity called New Asia, which apparently is very cool with being out evolved by AI. It's never really explained in the film why this would be the case. And so we have basically a West versus East war. The US currently has the upper hand because it has an incredibly Death Starian super mega device called Nomad, which can hover nastily over any city. This is very much like the opening of Rogue One and just nuke it out of existence. So that's what it does. And obviously the, the cute little Asian people, not that that's patronizing, condescending or racist at all. We really need to have a talk about how Western directors use Asian tropes. I just watched the true story of whatever the Wes Anderson short that's on Netflix. Wes Anderson has a really problematic way of using India and Indian characters in his films. And this film, I think, is also a little bit problematic in how it's using Southeast Asian tropes. Anyways, back to the film. The US currently has the upper hand because it has this nomad Death Star. And Namrata, the technology genius, has created the golden child, the little Cylon golden child, because that is going to bring about world peace through neutralizing it. It is a very long film. It does not need to be this long. We establish the world. It's a groovy world. It's fun to derp around in it. But at some point, you're just like, are we there yet? And then when we get there, there is a plot twist, which is incredibly guessable and really lame. And then there's still like this whole like final 40 minutes yet to go. <laughs> and it's so soapy. It's so melodramatic. It's it's like watching a Bollywood movie with Shahrukh Khan, where it's all like crying and like glycerin tears and emotion. And it just felt like watching an episode of EastEnders or something. I really did not like this film. I loved everything about the way it looked and nothing about the way in which it worked. I'm sad to say, but if you watched it, if you have a different opinion from me, then please do share it. In the meantime, I hope whatever you watch this weekend, you really enjoy it. If you want to watch The Creator, it has a running time of 133 minutes and is rated PG-13. 
And in a break from the norm after the end credits little sound effect, I'm going to give a few spoiler filmed comments and critiques on this film. With that, you can find full written reviews at bina007.com and you can also find me at Vassals of Kingsgrave, vokpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, thank you for still tuning in and switch off if you don't want to be spoiled about this film. I find it absolutely laughable that Gemma Chan's character, Maya, can be such a shit-hot scientist that she can be Namrata and creating this amazing AI without her husband, John David Washington's character, having any idea that this is what she does all day. And secondly, if she's that flipping clever, how come she doesn't figure out that he's a spy and, and rumble his story? Secondly, if the new Asians don't worry about AI, why? They've seen their new Covelle. Or is it because they know what the AI tells us that actually that wasn't the AI's fault? In which case, why don't they stop the war immediately by just telling the Americans that like, you have nothing to fear from the AI? And I really worry because it was such a throwaway line from Ken Watanabe's character. I really wonder if that line about AI not being at fault was a last minute focus group insertion to make the AI seem friendlier because actually by doing that what they do is they completely take away any real threat from the AI so the whole debate about opportunity versus threat is taken away and neutralized and it becomes a far less interesting film if you take away the fact that the AI could potentially be a threat then the Americans are just nasty fascists so what exactly is Gareth Edwards trying to say here oh the whole thing is such a mess (laughs) 